country of the Gadarenes, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he lived not in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beseech you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him, and he was kept under guard and bound with chains and fetters. But he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them leave. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. 
When the herdsmen saw what happened, they fled and told in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how he who had been possessed with demons was healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But he sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Peace be to you who proclaims the good tidings and to all the people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The reading that we just heard from the Gospel of St. Luke, when I looked at it uh, over this past week, it it reminded me um, of something that's very common, I think, that that many of us do in this world, and, and that is that we miss the opportunity. And what I mean by that is that the, the people in the village, not the, not, the, not the one who was healed, but the people in the village missed an incredible opportunity. Yes, they missed the miracle, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't the, the sad part of it. They missed an opportunity to experience a relationship with Christ. Miracles are fine, but miracles in and of themselves are, are only um, as good as how they can in, uh, entice us really to follow our Lord and they missed this wonderful opportunity and I began to think to myself really that in life in the life that we live there are many things I believe we miss on a daily basis and I think part of that is that we're always looking because our society is really grooming and conditioning us to look for the extraordinary we're always looking for the fantastic Something that we could say, it was unbelievable, it was amazing, it was out of this world, it was something you've never seen before. And and those sort of statements draw us in. So we want to hear that when uh, we hear about a game, or a movie, or an experience that somebody had. And, And these sort of things draw us in. And sadly, I think what is happening is that we are missing the value of what is ordinary. Because we're always looking for what's extraordinary. And I was in Ohio this past week just visiting my mother and some family and I went to a a coffee shop and there's only two in that city by the way. (laughs) I went to one of the coffee shops and as they were preparing the coffee, it was a Christian bookstore. I was just kind of walking around and I find it interesting, uh, all the things that are in there. And I looked in the section under family and there was a book written by, I can't remember the woman's name or even the name of the book, but some lady who I think was a licensed social worker. And she talked about how the teens of today are really struggling because they 
are not being taught how to live in a simple way. Life is very complex, and uh, the demands that are placed on teenagers today are, are great. And so they're missing the opportunity to really experience what is really beautiful about what's ordinary. And the idea of living simply or having a simple life is not even a part of most of their experience. In fact, research even shows that kids, teenagers, typically have a very difficult time even reading books because they are so overly stimulated in their brains by everything else that they experience in life. And this is really sad, and, and, and part of this was uh, illustrated uh, and has been illustrated with me, I think, over the years, that as I reminisce about my growing up days in Ohio on a, on a horse farm and uh, what it was like not to have a computer or not to have a cell phone, um, what it was like to ride my bicycle down country roads or county roads anywhere I wanted at any time during the day and even sometimes in the evening, uh, the freedom of that and the flexibility of life and the simplicity of it. And I would say that all of my kids, with the exception of one who's four, so she hasn't really got that point yet, but I think all of my kids at one time or another or maybe on multiple times have said, wow, I really wish I could have lived back then. And we're just talking about the mid-60s and the 70s and even into the 80s. But I thought to myself, why would they even say something like that? You know why? I think because they're exhausted. I think they're really tired of sort of keeping up with the Joneses in their peer groups and in really what society and what school demands of them and, and what life really is throwing at them today. It's very different than, than what it was like for any of, any of us probably in our, in our 50s or, or older or maybe even our 40s and older how life was like. So there's a, there's a certain amount of envy there. And so the message I simply want to convey to you this morning is that we have to be careful that we don't miss the moment just like the people uh, who, who missed the moment to, to really experience Christ and know Him for who He was. In fact, when they came out, as the, as the story unfolds, when, they, when their uh, pigs rushed down the, the embankment and, and were drowned in the lake, uh, it, it, it produced fear. But it, it wasn't fear because of a miracle that he had, he had performed. It was fear because of the destruction that they associated with what He had done. And so this is why they asked him to leave. They didn't fall down at his feet and give him thanks for healing this, this person who had been suffering for so many years. They missed this beautiful opportunity to experience Christ. And I think that in our everyday life, we miss multiple opportunities to experience Christ. I have this vision in my mind sometimes, you know what time-lapse photography is. And if you see a time-lapse photography of maybe, let's say, a week, or let's extend it to maybe a month. And I want you to think just for a moment, just to sort of put this in your own mind's eye, that prayer corner that you have in your home, wherever it may be, maybe it's not in a corner, maybe up it's against a wall or whatever, but wherever it is that you go to say your prayers. And I want you just to picture... Jesus Christ, our Lord, actually standing right there. And he's always standing right there. Now, we know that God is everywhere in all places and fills all things. But this is an illustration, so follow me. Imagine Jesus just standing there every day of every hour of every minute of every second. He's just there all the time. And imagine what his view of us and our life is as we wake up in the morning at the sound of an alarm and the feet hit the floor and we start the day. How many times does he see us just pass him in the day? 
hurrying about, rushing here and there, feeling stress, feeling worry, feeling like we, we just don't have enough time to do what we need to get done in that day. And just imagine him standing there and, and he's just kind of reaching out each time as we go by. Can, I, can you just, can we just, and we just are so busy. And this is the life that we live in. It's, it's, it's crazy, it's complex, it's chaotic. This is the life that we live, this is the life that our children are living too. But in this, we're missing the moment. The moment to pause and to walk over and to stand next to Christ just for 30 seconds. Think about that. Just 30 seconds out of our day. How fast does 30 seconds go by in your day? I look at my watch sometimes and I say, wow, where'd the hours go? Where'd the hours go? We're just talking about just a few seconds a day just to greet Christ. Just to pray to Him. These are the moments that we have in life. And you know what? Our life is, is just flying by like a comet. And we're fading out and we're burning out just like a comet is. And if we don't take a moment to experience a moment with Christ, then we're going to miss the most precious times of our life. And when I went back to Ohio this past week, it was, it was so surreal and, and so profound for me because I was sitting in the living room that I grew up in that they built the house in 1965 the year I was born I'm sitting in the house that I, that I was brought into as an infant and I grew up in uh, as a child and a teen and even a young adult and I'm watching a, uh, we have a, my mom has a TV like most people and it's a TV with what 800 channels 900 channels I don't know you know and you know what we watched we turned to Turner Classics and we watched an old black and white. And you know what? There was nothing extraordinary in terms of green, you know, the green screens and, 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 and what they could do to sort of wow the audience like it is today. You know, when you watch TV shows or go to the movies and you see what they're able to sort of reproduce that's just mind-blowing. And this is what we're craving, right? This is what I said earlier. This is what we're sort of conditioned to desire and expect. Because if we go to a movie that's a sequel or something else, and we walk away and say, ah, it wasn't as good as the first one. The special effects really stunk. I want more. I want to be entertained. I want to walk away and say, thank you for giving me something of value. Right? And as I was sitting there and watching this old black and white, and I I know most of you have seen these movies, it was so simple and so plain and as the car was coming down the street, you know, they, the car's rocking and the people are moving inside. And, and I'm thinking he's going down a city street in New York and it looks like he's going 90 miles an hour because the people in the background are crossing over. And I'm saying he would hit that person. He would have probably hit that person, you know. And it was just, it was silly in a way. But there was something so beautiful in the simplicity of it, in the non-complexity of it. It wasn't this amazing, wowing factor. But as I sat there with my mom and I was watching it, I felt this sense of just warmth in my heart. And I thought, wow, like my kids say to me, I wish I could go back in time and sort of live in that life that seemed to be so simple. So people, let's not miss the moment that Christ is offering us each and every day. And let's not forget to find the extraordinary in the ordinary in the simple things of life. Amen.